0: All right, Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, okay, yeah, you got it, Luke chapter 6, I feel like a stranger, (laughs) I ain't just been at home, y'all know that, right, okay, Jane walked in, I said, where you been, stranger? (laughs) Oh, goodness, 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 we had a good time. Good meeting. I would not suggest, if, you, if you're questioning whether you're called to preach or not, don't go there, because there's a lot of preaching that goes on, and everybody will want to preach. Um, when we left, there ain't so much preaching that goes on there, I think probably Andrew could preach when we leave that meeting. <laughs> oh, I'm trying not to look back there at her. We had a good meeting. That's a good meeting. All right. How was Sunday school while I was gone? I'm not looking at Jim. Is it pretty good? Was it better than it normally is? (laughs) You did it one week? Who did it? Uh, Brother Lynn did it the other week. Yeah, he did good. I listened to it. Godly wisdom. That's good. Um, All right. Luke chapter 6. It's been a couple of weeks, but... Who remembers what we were talking about? Right. So we were talking about, oh, Peter. Um, specifically, well, not specifically, generally, we're talking about the apostles. Let's read here in Luke chapter 6, um, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued at night, uh, all night, in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and out of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Now, I hope (laughs) that... As we read through this now, things look a little different to you, if you've been listening. (laughs) You think about Jesus being in prayer, we talked about that. You think about his disciples being different than the apostles, we talked about that. You think about him calling 12, we talked about that. You think about him naming them apostles, we talked about that. These things ought to start looking differently to you um, as, as we read this now. Fourteen, Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother... James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zelotus, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. So we've talked about these apostles and we won't go back. We were talking about Peter. Who remembers the little tag that I had, that I put along with Peter that I got from somebody I read? The apostle, what? with a foot-shaped mouth. <laughs> he was always sticking his foot in his mouth. That's why he's so relatable to us. Already? <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> this
1: really doesn't have anything
0: to do with anything. Well, I love it when you ask questions that don't have anything to do with the lesson, but yeah, go ahead.
1: talked about the fact that Jesus just wasn't walking down the road and saw this one and said, hey, come on, and saw that one and said, hey, come on. But there was an occasion where one came to Jesus, he went and brought his friend, he went and brought his brother. And now we're at the point where he selects the twelve. In any of the studies that you've read, does anybody give a timeline between the the time that Jesus began his ministry and started drawing disciples and then converted the twelve into what we know as
0: apostles. Yeah, kind of. So what Jim is saying is, he's saying we're looking at a couple of different calls. Um, Jesus calling them as disciples is different from them, him choosing them as apostles. Right. Um, we We looked at a couple of different times he called some we specifically looked at does anybody remember I asked this last time I was here i'm nervous. Does anybody remember the first disciple Jesus called It was Andrew it was Andrew and Andrew and John were apparently there together. Now, if you're wondering, where is he getting this? I'm sorry. You've got to go back on Facebook and watch the video. We can't go back. But apparently, Andrew and John were following John the Baptist, and they were the first ones that Jesus called as disciples. Well, they were the first ones of the ones we're going to talk about that Jesus called. And what did Andrew and John do immediately? They went and got their brothers. How many of your family have you went and got since you got saved? Okay, I'll leave it there. They went and got their brothers. Andrew went and got Simon, Peter, and brought him to Jesus. John went and got James and brought him to Jesus. And there's your first four. After that, it gets a little muddy. Probably Philip was next. After that, I don't even know. So, those are when he called them to follow him. Now he's going out and choosing 12 as apostles and setting them apart for a special service. And we all know what, the, what they're going to do down the road. Yes, and we'll talk about that. They think it's, it's somewhere uh, in the middle or toward the latter quarter of Jesus' ministry when he called these, these, when he chose these 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a lot of disciples, Yes, a lot of disciples, and there's a verse, I don't know where it is, I looked at it in my notes, I have no idea where it is, um, in my notes, I don't know if we'll get there today, but all the disciples that started with him didn't finish with him. Somebody's car alarm's going off, I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. Um, good job. Uh <laughs> Not all the disciples that started with him finished with him. <laughs> Not all the apostles oh, that started with him finished either. We know Judas didn't. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's the same. What, and it, and it, it's always a quandary to me, what keeps a man in there? And by man, I mean a, a human being, a person. What keeps a man committed to Christ? what keeps a man committed and following Christ when others fall fall away um, i don't i don't i don't know I think maybe you should ask what makes them fall away well yeah yeah um i'm sure i'm not going to tell it it's a quick story i'm sure not going to tell this story right probably johnny i can't remember if y'all were there when they were this was told you don't correct me right now but correct me after class um A preacher told a story that he had these, I'm going to do my best, had these two dogs. One was called Bonnie, and the other was called Clyde. (laughs) And one of them, I'm going to say Clyde, was pretty, pretty lazy. He liked to sit around in the shade, sleep, that's about all he did. Did they tell this for No. Okay, well, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but I'll get the gist of it. Clyde would lay around and sleep. Well, one day, Bonnie got after this rabbit and was just running after the rabbit. And Clyde was laid over in the shade, sleeping with his eyes closed. Now, Bonnie was chasing that rabbit. Clyde didn't care. They came right by Clyde, and that rabbit run under a shed or something. And Bonnie began to dig. And when that rabbit went under that shed and Bonnie couldn't see her anymore, she started going crazy barking, howling, scratching and clawing. Well, that got Clyde's attention. So he got up. He didn't even know what was going on. And he ran over there, and he starts barking and clawing. And they're barking and clawing and barking and clawing. They can't get to the rabbit. Well, eventually, Clyde gets tired of it, goes back, lays down, goes to sleep. Bonnie keeps clawing and scratching and digging. And the guy said, what was the difference? Bonnie saw the rabbit. Clyde never saw the rabbit. Not everybody that says they're saved is saved. Unfortunately. So we have to be very careful when we're looking at people and we see them fall away and we wonder how could a saved person do that? They may not even be saved. We don't know that. Not all saved people are equally committed. Yeah. Yeah. Apostle and apostate. Yeah. Um, You take somebody that's saved and in church and coming to church and not forsaking the fellowship and studying their Bible and reading their Bible and praying, and you take somebody that honestly, truly gets saved and does that for a little bit at the beginning and then forsakes it all. Who's going to be closer? The first one. So I don't know. Um, But we need to get as close as we can. Brother Steve Dagenhart out there, he likes to say... uh, And I've said it before, I think. You better get all you can, and you better can all you get. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're going to need it one day. You're going to need it one day. I think we ought to be, I think we should
1: be careful, though, to have compassion first on that second one rather than judgment first. Yeah,
0: Uh, yeah. Because
1: you don't know their circumstances. That's
0: right. Yep. Yep. Needs to be done in love. Sure does. So yeah, um, not all of them are going to make it. And you know, when we get to heaven, there's going to be people to be there that we didn't think there was any chance that they were going to be there. And there's going to be people not there that we thought for sure we're going to be there. Only God knows the heart. So we talked about this. We read this here. We talked about these these disciples being called, and. We started talking about Peter, the disciple with a foot-shaped mouth. And really, all we've really talked about is the differences when God, the Lord Jesus, called him by his different names. Simon Peter. He had another one, Cephas. A lot of people during that time went by different names. Um, I don't have to rehash through that. We've already talked about that. the, The verse we read, Bartholomew, he's known as Nathaniel in the book of John. Different names. Simon Peter. Chris said he called him one thing when he was good and one thing when he was bad. <laughs> which is which? What did he call him when he was working in the flesh? Now I know y'all ain't done forgot this. Simon. Thank you, Jonathan. And when he was working in the Spirit, he would be referred to as Peter. Or sometimes Simon Peter. But a good example of that, um, let's look at Mark 14 and then we'll go ahead. Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. Verse thirty-two, and they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he, being Jesus, saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I pray. And he taketh with him Peter, and James, and John. There's the inner circle of three, and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy, and saith unto him, unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And saith unto Peter, who needed the message. And what does he say? Saith unto Peter, Simon, <laughs> sleepest thou? Couldest thou not watch one hour? And he cometh and... Oh, I'm sorry. Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The Spirit t- truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. So you can go back and you can, you can look... When Peter was acting in the flesh, Jesus would almost every time call him Simon. And when he was acting in the spirit, almost every time he would address him as Peter. And we also said, I think it got to the point to when Jesus said, Simon, Peter would cringe. Oh. (laughs) But it's the same with us. We, you know, we deal with two natures, too. Um, I don't understand this group that tells you when you get saved, you don't sin no more and all that. It must be nice. But that ain't what happens with me. I'm like, I'm like Paul, and I'm thankful that Paul put that, you know that God put that in the Bible. That Paul struggled so much, the Apostle Paul, saying this, he's got these two natures inside of him, and what he wants to do, he don't do. That's the Apostle Paul, and what he don't want to do, that's what he does. And then in the end, he says, "It's all the Lord." Were you going to say something?
1: I was just going to make the observation that people say a lot of things to prop up their theology.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. A lot of things. So, Simon Peter. Now, in these gospel accounts, I mean, it's obvious. um, And what we've talked about from their call that Peter and John knew each other real well. They apparently were childhood friends. They were probably in fishing business together. John knew Peter real well and when you look in the gospel of John most of the time he refers to Peter he doesn't call him Simon and he doesn't call him Peter he calls him Simon Peter why do you think that is or do you think it's just happenstance it's just happenstance that the Holy Spirit put that in there it doesn't matter well, if it matters, why, why do you think that is? I would have thought it was it. But in light of that, probably not. I don't think it is. I'm going to say John, John knew Peter real well, mm-hmm. and John saw both sides of Peter mm-hmm. all the time. A lot of times, Peter was like the wind. I mean, he was. You go look at, and we read it, I think the first time, the first week, we talked about Peter. If you go look at some things in Peter's writings where he talks about humble yourself and don't overlord the flock, that don't sound like Peter. Something changed in him. But but John, John knew him. And he saw him. I think that's why he calls him Simon Peter. As a matter of fact, as far as I can tell, in Matthew's gospel, he's called Simon Peter once. In Luke's gospel, once. And the rest of the times over 20, he's called Simon Peter in John's gospel. John saw both sides of Peter. Um, So he knew him. When you think about Peter... You know, a lot of, a lot of times we think about the bad things. After his resurrection, when Jesus told his disciples to go into Galilee, who was it that got tired and went fishing? Do you know? Peter or Simon. <laughs> he got tired and he went fishing. And in John 21.3, you can look and see what happens. He was a leader. Peter got tired of waiting. He said, I'm going fishing. And the rest of the disciples said, we're going with you. Okay. Be careful what you do. Somebody's always watching you. These little ones around here are looking at, are looking at us. I'm glad I had some godly people in my life to influence me that I could look at. They weren't perfect. I'm not saying that, but they were good examples. They were good examples. But Peter said, I'm going fishing, <clears throat> which is amazing to me. What ha- who knows what happened right before that in Peter's life? Anybody? Right before he went back fishing. Tried to go back to his old life. He denied the Lord. And we'll probably, I don't know if we'll get there today. We'll definitely read about it. He denied the Lord three times. And in one of the accounts, we're told that Jesus turned and looked upon Peter. And I think in every account, it says he went out and wept, but not just wept, wept bitterly. It looks to me like if that would have been the case, that might have set him on the right track. It looks to me like he would have said, I'm not going to deny him again. I'm going to do everything I can, but what does he do? He goes fishing. And it would be bad enough if it was just him, but he took them all with him. Converted. Mm-hmm.
1: And that was that. This always been my opinion, but that's the beginning of Peter's conversion. I'm not talking about salvation. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the conversion
0: that Jesus was talking about. Well, if he wasn't a good, if he wasn't a leader in this group, and I think the leader, why would Jesus tell him to strengthen the brethren? He wouldn't have that ability. Right. But he does. He just had to be brought to a place where he could. He could. Right. And obviously, weeping bitterly didn't get him there. <laughs> so after this, of course, you know, Jesus meets him on the, on the seashore, and he's got the fish there. And, and if you go look at the account, everybody knows it. He asked Peter three times, do you love me? Every time, he said, Simon. Lovest thou me? He was talking to the fleshly <laughs> part of Peter, trying to get at that. And three times Peter came back and said, Yeah, yeah, I love you. Yeah, that's right. You know I do. Why are you me do you? <laughs> I think he wanted Peter to realize something about himself that the Lord already knew. And then he said, feed my sheep. And that's the last time we're told he ever calls him Simon. He's referred to as as Simon about twice in the book of Acts. But every time it's before, um, what should I call it, uh, Every time it's before the meat and sheet experience. <laughs> right before he goes to the house of Cornelius. That changed Peter too. Now he was already doing a work at that time, but that changed him. So then after this we see, if you look in the book of Acts and you look at chapter two, um, one of the apostles gets up and preaches one of the greatest sermons we have record of in the Bible. And it was Peter. And he let him have it. <laughs> he said, wicked hands crucified Christ. Your hands crucified Christ. Yeah, they were wicked hands, but they were your hands. And that reaches through the ages to me. I don't know, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I really feel like the Lord Jesus knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh. Hey, how honest you want to be about this thing. Sometimes I might not think that, Miss Peggy. And that's your Sunday school teacher, so maybe I'll sit down. But these times I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I can't see it. But he does. But I think he knows what he's doing. I I mean, I just can't imagine from what I know about Matthew. I can't imagine Matthew getting up and preaching like Peter did on the day of Pentecost. Maybe he could have. But there's nothing in the Bible that leads me to think that. As much as I love John, I don't know that John had the boldness to get up and do that. Yeah. Well, he did. I'll say he refined that boldness because we'll talk about it a little bit later. There were certain traits about Peter that Peter had before he met the Lord and they were good traits. But sometimes it was like a bull in a china shop and the Lord had to take those traits that were needed for a true good leader and refine these things. Sure. So, as we look at, at Peter's life, um, what was his profession? He was a fisherman. He was a fisherman. Him and his brother Andrew were definitely fishermen together. And they were from a little town. Anybody know where they were from? They were from a little town called Bethsaida, which is in Galilee, which is a region in Palestine. They were from Bethsaida. So Peter was a Galilean. I've never cared before, before I started studying this. What difference does it make if he's a Galilean? Oh, it makes a big difference. I mean, are there certain regions where you know people from that area, and when you hear about that area, you think of people a certain way? I mean, I don't want to offend nobody in here. I don't know where everybody's from, so I'm probably going to. But my dad was from Rob's. And there's a certain thing that I think about when I find out somebody's from Rob's. And it's not the same thing that I think about when I find out somebody's from Tupelo. When I think about somebody from Rob's, I think about (laughs) running around, cut off blue jeans, jumping in the creek with half their teeth in their mouth. That's what I think about when I think about somebody from Rob's. It just is. If you're from Rob's and you get all your teeth, great. (laughs) You're one of few. But that's what I think about. Now Donald's down here laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. And a lot of y'all do too. But are there certain regions where people have characteristics that you think of when you think of somebody from that region? I mean, just think about our liberal cities now. Man, what would you think if I come up, we just met, and I said, I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, you're a liberal. <laughs> That's the first thing I'd think. So these people have certain characteristics in this region. And Galileans had certain characteristics. And Peter was a true Galilean. Um, anybody ever heard of Josephus? He was, a, he, was a, he was a Jewish historian. That's all you need to know. Josephus. A lot of times you'll hear me say, Josephus said, and you've got to be careful. But a lot of times you'll hear other people talk about Josephus. He was, a, he was a historian. And you can go back and you can find a lot of things about the life of the Jews by reading Josephus' work, body of work. But he was actually governor of Galilee for a time. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Um, well, I don't know why I asked you if you know it. You know everything. So, Josephus, he was governor of Galilee. And he said something about the Galileans. <clears throat> um, he said, They were ever fond of innovations, they were by nature disposed to changes, and they delighted in seditions. <laughs> They were ever ready to follow a leader and to begin an insurrection. These are the Galileans. They wanted Rome off of them. They wanted to throw Rome off. And they they tried a lot and failed a lot. But he goes on to say that they were notoriously quick in temper. That sound like Peter? Peter? They were given to quarreling. Does That sound like Peter? If it don't, he quarreled with the Lord. But they were the most chivalrous of men. The Talmud. um, (laughs) If you don't know what the Talmud is, It's just, it's a body of work that's a commentary on Jewish history and law. That's good enough. And in the Talmud, it says of Galileans, they were more anxious for honor than for gain. Yeah, they were quick-tempered. Yeah, they wanted to fight. But they had a backbone on them. And that is just like Peter, what we know of Peter. Yeah, he run his mouth too much. Too many times in the Bible, nobody asked him anything, and the Bible says, and Peter answered. <laughs> Too many times. He put his foot in his mouth. And we give him, we you know, he gets a bad end of the deal a lot of times. Even in his denial of Christ. I'm probably getting ahead of myself. But even in denying Christ, he was there. He denied three times the lord looked at him he denied god and and did it i mean it's recorded for everybody to read <laughs> but where was everybody else except for john who obviously knew the high priest and his family they were nowhere to be found everybody else had fled at least he was there. So he had a quick temper. I found this pretty interesting. Holly, I thought about you here in just a second. They, uh, not that you act like Peter, but um, you you probably do, just like I do. But they moved from Bethsaida to Capernaum, just a better place to fish. And they'd fish in the Sea of Galilee and there were three main fish caught in the Sea of God. I, and this has nothing to do with Peter's attitude. I just thought this was interesting. They caught what they called sardines, which is the word for fish we find when the, in the feeding of the 5,000. Or more like 20, 25,000, really. Little, smaller fish. They caught barbels. That's the word for the fish. Um, when Jesus told Peter to go cast his line or net and catch up a fish, and there'd be a coin in his mouth, and they would they would pay, you know, that that money to Caesar. Remember that? That was a barbel. And then they caught something called mushed. Um. This is actually still served. This is what I was talking about with Holly. I don't know if y'all saw one when you were over there. This is actually still served in restaurants around the Sea of Galilee. It's called St. Peter's Fish. Did y'all see one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they plop them on the plate. (laughs) They got the eyeballs and everything. About this big, maybe. So I thought that was interesting. That's what they caught. Now, being in Capernaum there... Jesus made Capernaum his home base, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. I think he worked out of Peter's house for the most part. I think Scripture leads us to believe that. Um, We know he went into his house at least once. Does anybody remember when? Peter had a problem, his mother-in-law was sick. <laughs> Jesus had, was in Peter's house and his mother-in-law was sick and he healed her. There's a place in Capernaum um, that archaeologists have found. It's an ancient church that they think built was built over the house of Peter. As we talked about before, we don't know anything about Peter's family. We know his dad's name was Jonah, Jonas, might be John, that was his dad's name. We know nothing about his mother. And we know Andrew was his brother. That was it. We know he was married, but we don't know if he had any kids. It was never spoken of. Never spoken of. But God chose this man as the leader of his disciples. Look in Matthew chapter 10 real quick, and then we'll be done. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 2. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter. That word first. That does not mean first in a list. Which is what I think when I read that verse. It means chief or leader. So, why do we think Peter was the leader? because the bible says so the leader was peter who was all, i mean simon who was also called peter peter's name in the bible simon peter simon peter however you want to look at it no name other than jesus appears more time in the pages of the new testament than simon peter's name His name is mentioned more than any except Jesus. No one speaks as much as Peter. No one is spoken to by the Lord more than Peter. No disciple is so frequently rebuked by the Lord as Peter. No disciple ever rebukes the Lord except Peter. No one confessed Christ more boldly or acknowledged his lordship more explicitly than Peter. Yet nobody publicly denied the Lord like Peter did. No one praised and no one was praised and blessed by Christ the way Peter was. Yet he was the only one as we've already talked about that the Lord Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Up and down, flesh and spirit, good and bad. That was Peter. But God took the things that made him that way, and he makes him the, the leader of the 12. The 12, is what that's their most common name. In the New Testament. That group of people. It's not even apostles. The 12. That's what they're called. But all this contributed to him being the leader of that group. And the most dominant figure in at least the first 12 chapters of the book of Acts. Simon Peter. Not Paul. Simon Peter. All right. Well, next time we'll finish up. Well, no. We won't finish up. We'll... We'll talk some more about Peter and some different things involving him. All right, Greg, you want to dismiss?